Welcome to the O Shift for Teens podcast, a show where I team up with a thought leader and we discuss a new topic question that will help you better understand your teens. I'm your host, Mark Tucker, co-author of O Shift for Teens and its accompanying workshop kit and curriculum. This super easy to facilitate, life-changing material is being used by folks just like you throughout the United States and beyond. Head to OShift.com and choose one of the many ways you can become involved in this worldwide movement. Well, hope your winter is going well. It's been awfully cold around here. Kids are back in school, probably starting second semester, and I hope it's going well for you, and I hope you're getting a lot out of the shows each week. have a real interesting show for you today, but before we get to that, um, if you have a conference or a, uh, a training coming up for either your adult staff or your teens, well, we've got you covered. Uh, Jen is filling up her calendar with speaking, uh, doing a lot of the O-Shift keynotes for folks in various parts of the country. And then our lead facilitator uh, to teens, Keith Senzer out of New York, is gearing up for the uh, spring season. He's available to come your way to speak directly to your teens. He has a wonderful O-Shift program that he delivers. So very excited about all that's going on. Uh, like I said, we're keeping busy. And if it's something that you want to, to make your event truly special, well, email me at mark at oshift.com and uh, we'll figure out how we can uh, make it just perfect for you. Great show today. I was uh, talking just a little while ago to Calvin and Day out of Indianapolis. Uh, we had a really interesting conversation about spanking kids. It's something that we all have opinions on, and I'm sure you do. You'll be really interested to hear what Calvin had to say. And, of course, I, I interjected a few thoughts myself. So let's get to that interview uh, with Calvin Day right now. My guest today is Calvin Day. Calvin Day is a writer, speaker, coach, wife, and mother who is committed to living an intentional life full of joy. Before stepping out of the school system and into private practice, she overcame her own unrealistic expectations of what it means to be a parent in this day and age. Now she shares a powerful message of progress over perfection with the families she serves. Kavalin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's so nice of you to be on the show. Now, well, you mentioned to me earlier that you had seen Jen speak a couple years ago in Indiana. Absolutely, absolutely. It was great. And you, uh, so you're in Indiana right now. You said you've been getting some blizzard weather. We are getting about three inches is what I'm hearing we're going to get. I'm, I'm safe and sound inside the house, so I'm not exactly <laughs> sure, but that's what they tell you're not, me. You're not out in the snow right now. That's good. No way, no way. Well, good. And so you do both coaching and you are also a speaker as well. I am. I get to do the, the live shows in, in front of large groups, which I enjoy, but I also love that personal connection one-on-one -on -one with individual families, which is so much fun. Yeah, no, I, I, get a, I get a real chance to, you know, I live with a coach and a speaker and how dynamic that occupation is and how able you are to affect so many lives. Now, um, you've been listening to the show for a while. Yes. Good answer. And um, my guests know that every week what I do is when I get a guest, I send out a topic uh, list for them to choose from. And Kathleen, um, you, you picked one that I find very interesting, and I'm really curious to see where our conversation goes. The, the topic that Kathleen chose is, should we spank our kids? 
Should we spank our kids? And now this is a, you know, it's been in the news from time to time. And what was it about this topic uh, that you decided to choose? Among all the other ones, you chose this one. Well, you had some great topics. It was kind of hard for me to choose, but I, as I, the more I went over the list, it just kept jumping out at me. Um, it's a topic that I talk about a lot because I would call myself a reformed spanker. Um, yeah. I was spanked as a child and don't feel that I was abused, but um, after um, parenting for over 20 years, I've I realized that uh, I'm a better parent without spanking, and so I, I try and encourage people all the time to use alternative methods of discipline. Um, so I'm really passionate about the fact that I don't think spanking is the best option that we have. Okay, good. So, so you've gone straight to what, wh- how you feel about it. And, and I, it's interesting how we come to, uh, you know, wh- what our conclusions are about it. But I can tell you, and it sounds like you've had kind of the same experience, that, you know, I, when I was a kid, especially, well, okay, let me, let me add to this. When I was 12, I lived in a single uh, parent home with my mom, and we moved. They, my mom and dad got remarried when I was 12, and we moved to Wyoming. And I started to get spankings when I was 12 years old from the, this man oh that I hard, yeah that I hardly knew. And um, at the time, you know, my my parents were religious, as so many people are, and I think that their their backing for doing it was uh, religious. I think you know the, the old um, spare the rod, spoil the child. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I I would say that's probably the bulk of where where my parents got it from. Um, and a lot of times when I talk, I, I, I hate to say come up against people because it's not an argument, but when I am and in conversations where people are, you know, adamant that spanking is appropriate, that's probably, if not number one, right in the, in the top two um, reasons why people feel like spanking is important because it is something that is um, spiritual for them or religious for them. And um, I agreed with that at the time when I spanked my children early on. Um, but my, my, my perception of, of what that means in the Bible now is a little bit different. All right. Okay. Okay. So, so I think we're in agreement. I think a lot of our listeners would say, yeah, if you're being instructed by God to, to spank your kid, that's pretty strong evidence that it is effective. And, and it probably is. And I could tell you that at the time that my dad, as messed up as it was uh, to start getting spanked when you're 12 years old, mm-hmm. um, I needed something. I needed some yes. form of discipline. And I, I needed, uh, you know, I needed, uh, I don't know, this figure to, to, to have the guts to do it, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and so it wasn't pleasant. And the way that my dad did it, I, I, I don't, you know, I didn't at the time, like I don't, I don't now, um, but Got it. I, I can say I needed something uh, to get me lined up and, and it was helpful. I, I could see it as a pivotal time in my life for somebody to say, no, this is, this is a clear definition of what you can and can't do. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It does. And I think that, um, you know, my, my philosophy of discipline is, is very much, it incorporates boundaries, you know, like I, I'm not one of those parents that's just kind of like, oh, I, I don't spank my children because I want to be their friend or, you know, because I want them to kind of do their own thing. Um, I absolutely, I, don't, I think anyone who knows me or has ever worked with me knows that I, I firmly believe in boundaries, but my philosophy of discipline is more compassionate discipline um, yeah. that's really focused more on a lot of modeling appropriate behaviors, 
um, with some positive reinforcement, and then as necessary, some natural consequences, more logical consequences. Punishment, should, in my opinion, should always be a last resort, and we never want to use any type of punishment that teaches something we don't want kids to know, and to me, spanking does that. Right. And, and what, is it, what does it teach that we don't want kids to know? Well, I think first off, we don't um, – I, I think as a parent, it's really difficult to spank your child without being in some heightened emotional state, and we right. never want to teach our children that using a physical force of any sort when you're in a heightened emotional state is appropriate. So I think that's one thing. Um, but, it, we, we, I mean, if I don't want – usually I, I hear people who are spanking because they're, um, there's been some type of a physical problem to begin with. The, the child was hitting or the child was – um, doing something aggressive, and we're obviously teaching them that it's okay to be aggressive while we're telling them that we don't want them to be, and I just think it sends a confusing message. Right, right. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I'm trying a little bit play devil's advocate because it sounds like we've come to the same place, but I can mm-hmm. tell you that from the, the, the age where I got spanked, even though I didn't like it, you know, I mean, these are the age, this is the age where we're getting our mores, where, where we're deciding... Yes you know, what is right and what is wrong. And as I grew up, I believe that spanking probably is appropriate, you know. And again, especially with that religious background, I thought, well, it it makes sense. Uh, It works for me. Uh, Kids need something. And I can tell you that when it was time for me to have kids of my own, and this this has been a while now, my oldest is 14 now, I'm the type of individual that I know, and I was teaching high school already. I'm the type of individual that knows that I'm not going to be happy with children that are out of control. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not going to be okay with my kid acting like a little jerk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, before my, uh, my boy's mother had our first, I thought, well, if I have to spank, then I'm going to do it because it's going to be worse for everybody, including the child, if uh, they're out of control, and, and there's that kind of disharmony in the household. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would have so to agree I, with that. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of people out there that's like, well, this is the tool that I, I, I know that works. Let me just use this tool. And you're, it sounds to me like what you're saying is there are other tools. Absolutely. And I think that's – I'm not against spanking because I think it's necessarily abusive, um, I just think that it, there are so many other more effective tools that we can use that have less potential for negative consequences. Um, you know, there, there's a, lots and lots of research on spanking on um, some of the things that cannot necessarily be linked definitely by causation um, to, to spanking, but there's at least some, you know, association with some negative consequences that comes from spanking in some children. So um, it's not a, that in every child it comes out to have a, a bad outcome, but there's definitely other tools that are more likely to not have those negative outcomes. And so for me, that positive reinforcement is always important. Um, and, and making the consequences as natural and logical. Um, I think one of the things that parents really have a hard time with is making sure that they're consistent with those natural and logical consequences. Um, If you're inconsistent, then you're going to find yourself having more trouble being, you know, keeping the boundaries firm. But when you're being consistent with those logical consequences, it usually does have a better outcome. And you just knock it out of the park. And, of course, this is where we want it to go. Um, When I – and I can tell you that when it came time to actually have kids and I had these little – babies and I never had any idea 
that I even wanted to be a father until I was. But I, one thing that I knew right away is that I, I couldn't hit these kids. You know, it just, mm-hmm. it was, it just wasn't going to work. And, but I needed something. And what I found is exactly what you just told me and what you just told everybody listening is that consistency is the, the key. That is, that is the key. So if you're using any form of discipline and rules, consistency is more important than anything. Uh, so if you're spanking your kids inconsistently, you're going to have kids that don't know what the boundaries are and are acting. They're just not acting in ways that you want. I, I've known parents that spank their kids, but it's haphazard and the kids mm-hmm. are, are as out of control as, as people that, you know, as kids that aren't spanked. And it can be really simple. And I, I think this was the biggest surprise for me as a young father is that it could be like, you're going to have to sit in that chair in a timeout, which to me sounded like, like the silliest thing. But to mm-hmm. them, because it happened every time, it was, it was this incredibly effective method. Absolutely. I think that's probably the biggest surprise um, that I have when I work with parents. Because I, I, my, my caseload of parents ranges from um, families that I work with who are in the Department of Child and Family Services who have had issues with abuse or neglect with their children, um, all the way up to parents who come into my private practice office um, who are, you know, upwardly mobile, you know, discretionary income families where they're coming in and paying for this service. And what I say is the same thing no matter what end of the spectrum you're on is that you really do have to be consistent with what you're, the message that you're presenting to children because anytime they see even just the, the slightest hint of inconsistency, they're just like drawn to it and it makes everything 10 times worse. Right, right. And I think it's human nature. You're absolutely right. I think it's human nature to figure out where the boundaries are. I think mm-hmm. we do it. I think you and I do it. And we, we want to figure that out. It's stabilizing for children to know where the boundaries are. And when the boundaries are unstable, I think it creates a lot of confusion problems for kids. So leaving those boundaries uh, very consistent um, I think is calming for people. I think it gives them mm-hmm. a sense of security and confidence uh, that it, that's really where the key is. And that, isn't that what we want for our kids anyway? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, another thing is I, I, I think our current state of, uh, you know, most of our lifestyles, we're a little bit more disconnected anyway. You know, we are, we've got more electronics. Our kids have busier schedules. We've got parents who've got longer working hours. And so it is harder to be consistent with your kids. And so if you are being inconsistent and then you're also having that, to me, having that physical punishment coming in, it makes it harder to, to strengthen those relationships and keep those relationships strong and healthy. So I, that was another piece for me. Yeah, I think that's a, uh, it's a really important point that you make. And, and when we're talking about being consistent with our kids, doesn't it take a lot of work? I mean, it, again, you know, I'm going to have them clean up their room before they do X, Y, or Z every time. And I think it takes a little extra work on the front end, but I think the payoffs are huge. Oh, yeah. I always say you're going to put the energy in at either at the beginning or the end. If you put it in at the beginning, it's got a chance to kind of take root and blossom. If you put it in at the end, it can still work, but it's just going to take you a lot more work to do it that way. Yeah, I I think um, following through as a parent it, you know, it, it really is the key. It, it's a lot of work, but it really is the key. I'll give you an example, and I can remember this vividly when my kids were little. Um, cleaning up the room, you know, that was the mm-hmm. big deal, you know. It's like, okay, I want you guys to go clean your room. And it was this 
45 minute, you know, lackadaisical. And so I would have to put a time limit. You've got 10 minutes to clean your room. If I see something on the floor, I'm going to throw it away. It sounds awful mm-hmm, mm-hmm, when, mm-hmm, when I'm saying mm-hmm. it, right? So I've, well, I've heard that in my house before. <laughs> yeah, right? And it's like, okay, I said it. Now I got to do it. And this is the tough yes. part because the first time they're, you know, they're, they're seeing if you're, you're going to follow through and you have to. And so I would walk in, I would march. Okay. You got one more minute and now they're starting to move a little faster, but then I walk in and I, I swear to you, I'm just scanning for the, like the cheapest toy, you know, just the, the mm-hmm, one that doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But still I walk in and I make a big scene and I go over to it and I pick it up. And now my youngest, he's just crying like, no, you know, it just, and it's, you know, I only had to really do it once after that is, you know, and I, I may have been ready to do it twice, but they knew that I was going to follow through. And after that, th- this was not a problem. And I tell you, as a parent, I've just saved myself all kinds of trouble because they know that I mean what I say. Yeah, I think it's important for kids to be able to trust your word. And um, whether it's, in you know, giving them something that they're asking for or in giving them discipline. They need to be able to know that they can depend on you to follow through each and every time. Um, it does take a lot of work and it does take a lot of energy, and I, I, I feel for parents all the time because um, I'm, I'm very fortunate right now that I have a more flexible schedule so I can kind of make my life do what it needs to do, but I know that every parent doesn't have that, and I understand that when I'm saying, yes, you have to do this every single day, yes, you have to keep consistent with this every single time, um, it's a challenge. It is a challenge, but it's totally worth it. It is, and um, so so let's, let's roll forward because we're talking, um, or at least I've been talking about little kids, and now I, mm-hmm. but a lot of my listeners are they have teens and they're like, I, I don't know what happened. And things have slipped out of hand or maybe I work with teens and I'm, you know, I'm not that hard hand and you know, what can I do now? And so I wonder if maybe we could roll it forward a little bit and help them when we've got some kids that they're dealing with that are sort of set in their ways. I think that's a great, a great point. Um, because sometimes when I get families that I'm working with and the kids are older, it feels like it's a hopeless cause, you know, like, it's too late, you know, everybody wants to start early. Okay, I didn't start early, now what? And the, the point is, it's never too late. Anytime you have, I say, if you both got breath in your body, it's never too late. Um, but you always want to start not with the punishment piece of it. You want to start with the relationship. I always say you want to focus on um, rebuilding the relationship first, which can be as simple as, hey, we're just going to spend some time together um, without there being an expectation just so that we can come back on an equal playing field. Uh, a lot of times parents say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them a, that tough love and, and I'm going to lay down the law. But rules without that relationship is going to always equal rebellion. So you want to start with the relationship first. All right. And just tell me a little bit more about that relationship building. If you're, if you're sort of addressing this now um, and you're like, crud, I, I feel like I missed the boat, but uh, how, how do I, how, where do I start, Avalon? I would start really simply um, with getting to know what your child is interested in. I think as parents, particularly if we feel like we've missed the boat, we want to hurry up and lecture, 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 and kind of give them all this information to make sure that we are giving them everything they need before they become an adult. But instead of that, I want to hear what they have to say. So it might be, you know, uh, my I have four daughters, um, and my oldest is 23, my, my second oldest is 17, and so 
I hate Starbucks. It's not my I, I like coffee, but I don't <laughs> like Starbucks. It's a strange thing. But she loves yeah. Starbucks. So for us, at least once a month or so, I try and make a special point to take her out for coffee, spend the $4 and whatever, $5 for the coffee that she likes, and just have a few minutes to listen to her and just hear what she has to say. Um, it's really hard for parents when you're so busy and your schedules are just all over the place. You really haven't had that quality time with the kids. A lot of times we're thinking like, well, I drove you here and I drove you there and I did this and I did that, but the kids really don't feel like they've had any of our time or attention. So that five, ten minutes, it really does matter. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. And it, um, you, you know, what I'm thinking about right now is um, how do you present that to kids so it doesn't feel unnatural, um, especially mm-hmm. if you're just starting from scratch? How does it feel authentic? And, and like, I mean, could we be, how honest can we be with the, the with our kids that we're actually trying, we have a purpose for doing this and it's not to manipulate, it's it's just to get a handle on things. Honestly, I, I don't feel like you have to announce it. I think it should just be really, really uh, organic. Just, hey, I was getting ready to, you know, I got this gift card to Starbucks. You, you want to join me for a cup of coffee? Just let it be very organic. Um, I, I think sometimes we make the big announcement, and then it's particularly with teenagers who've seen us been, be inconsistent or, or maybe not um, kind of setting those boundaries, we, we lay down the law or make the announcement, and they're already thinking, okay, this is going to last for about two weeks, and then we'll be back <laughs> to normal. Right. So right. I just say make it really organic, just make it very casual, um, but just make it a point that you're going to do it and be consistent and so that it's a regular occurrence. Um, if you notice, hey, we've had some, you know, we've been really busy the last couple of weeks, haven't had a chance to talk. You, want, you feel like going with me to the grocery store, it'll just be me and you. Those kind of things where um, it doesn't have to feel so forced, but just kind of a natural conversation. You know, it, it's a good point, and it's something I learned early on as a teacher, as we think that we have to negotiate everything with teens, but they're still at an age where they're waiting for you to tell them how things are going to yeah. Uh, roll out, you know, and I found that in any time I would negotiate with with my students, it, it just empowered them to like question everything, you know, mm-hmm. what I really mm-hmm. needed to do was be bold in the way I went forward, trust my own expertise if it needed a change, and then go forward, and they were just fine with whatever decision I made, um, and so, and then I think the second point uh, to, to affirm what you're, what you just said is that when you make it a big announcement, then they they feel it's unauthentic, and then they begin resisting it. So yes. you've already you've already created resistance to your good efforts. Absolutely, and I don't think that we. I mean, obviously, um, that's not our intention. And sometimes it's not even they're not even consciously doing it. They're just kind of almost in self protective mode of you know, hey, I don't know what this is going to look like, and. Uh, a, a lot of times our natural instinct is something new or different. We are kind of hesitant anyway. So just making it kind of casual, I think, with most teenagers, typically works a little bit better. Such a great topic. If um, So so what I'm hearing and what I'm suggesting is, um, you know, and, and this may not be a huge issue to f- folks that are listening, because if you've got a teen, uh, like maybe you, you pass the time when you're spanking them. My goodness, uh, my son is six foot two, I can't even imagine how that would even go down, you know. But um, just understanding the ideals that you're passing on, and if you are in a situation, there are other ways to uh, get your kids uh, in line. Uh, consistency, I think, is a big one. 
I, I was going to say the other thing that I noticed with some of the parents that I work with is if you are constantly in punishment mode, they're kind of getting exhausted too. You know, it's, it's, no one wants to be the heavy every day. No one wants to be, you know, bad cop constantly. So I, I think kind of eliminating some of that helps as well. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, taking yourself out of the adversarial role. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Galvalin, so wonderful to talk to you. Um, tell me, now you, you're awfully busy out there in Indiana. Uh, where can people find out more about you and what you have going on? Well, you can find me on my website, which is cavalinday.com. I'm just my first and last name, .com. I um, have a blog there, and, and I also um, offer my coaching services there. And if you're interested in having me speak, you can find all that information on my website. Um, I'm pretty active on Facebook and getting more active on Instagram here lately, too. So you can find me there at Fam and Biz Coach um, on either one of those platforms. And would you spell your name for us? Absolutely. C-A-L-V-A-L-Y-N. And last name is real simple, D-A-Y. And uh, the reason I do that, because you just said, you know, CalvinDay.com, and I just want people to be able to uh, type it in correctly, get to, to you and find out what you're doing. I visited your site as well. Lovely, lovely presentation. and Love to see what you're doing. And it's been just wonderful to have this conversation with you today, Evelyn. Thank you so much. I had a great time. All right. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I really enjoyed that conversation with Kevin Day just a bit ago. Who knew that talking about spanking kids could be so fun, right? Thank you so much for joining me again this week. Hey, listen, if you thought about being a guest on this show, I'm always looking for qualified guests. If you feel like you've got something to offer this listening audience, remember, we're trying to give support and help to parents of teens and teen advocates. And if, so if you, have, um, if you feel like that you've got something to offer, Email me at mark at oshift.com, and I'll send you a list of possible topics that we could talk about. It makes it so much more interesting when you have a grab bag and you can sort of focus in on what you're really good at. Thank you all for joining me this week, and I will look forward to seeing you all again real soon. All right. Bye-bye.